Welcome to Snowcast. I'm your host, Alex McNamee. Hi. A couple weeks ago at the MIPA Fall Journalism Conference in Lansing, Michigan, I had the chance to sit down with music journalist Gary Graff. Whether you're reviewing a musician's album, a new movie, or piece of art, you'll want to stick around to hear what Gary has to say about his writing process and why he says perspective and context is everything. Maybe you were one of the lucky ones in either of his two classes at MIPA. We also talk about interviewing musicians, the details he thinks are most important in a music feature, and we cover some of his most memorable interviews. I give my dad a shout out in this one for passing down his musical taste to me. How many other dads do we owe a debt of gratitude for the kind of music we listen to? Here we go. Right, so I'm joined by music journalist Gary Graff, who's written for Billboard, who's a syndicate of the New York Times, and a lot of uh, a lot of other things. You're out of Detroit, right? Based out of Detroit. Based out of Detroit. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, I want to talk about mainly some of the things that you've already been talking about this morning with uh, your classes. So, you know, first, kind of your process, because we see a lot of student journalists, obviously writing music reviews or reviewing something, whether it's movies or art or anything like that. What is the last piece of music that you reviewed or the last review you did generally? Oh, well, the last review would have been Saturday night, a Roy Orbison hologram concert. Okay, wow. So that was a little trippy. Yeah. But no, I'm reviewing something every day, if not more than something every day, and usually not every night, but most nights. So that's how you spend a lot of time. So what, what kind of process do you take into that and, and kind of how you craft that? Because I imagine it's different for, you know, a concert compared to when you're talking about just an album or a piece of art like that. It, it is different. You know, a concert, obviously, you have the visual element and yeah. the physical element mm-hmm. to describe when you're talking about sound. And as I told the students here today, that's the hardest thing to write about, you know, of all the arts, you know, movies have plots and visuals, Uh, (laughs) theater has plots and visuals, Uh, even visual art has visuals you can describe, sound is is its own beast, Mm -hmm. and to be able to convey what something sounds like, and why, and then interpret it and contextualize it, you know, that's, it's a great challenge, and it's it's wonderful to do, and and it's very, very hard. So what I do here at the MIPA conference is I have them listen to some music, usually music they've never heard before, and yeah. then we talk about it, and I have them write about it and read it out loud and, and get a sense of what that whole process is like. Right. And to have the vocabulary to describe that sound is right. something that obviously comes with doing this for a while. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, obviously you need vocabulary. For journalism, yeah. period. Um, but you know, certainly to do anything that involves criticism, you do need a, a critical vocabulary, the right groups of words to to convey not only to describe but mm-hmm. to put things into a context and really give give the reader a sense of what's going on. I've always I've always said that the best compliment I can get is a reader who did the exact opposite of what my review mm-hmm. said because that means even though I'm right. 
you know, um, if if that happens, that means I was able to describe it in such a way that they could make their own decision, mm -hmm. that they could, you know, in the theater of the mind, hear it themselves, and then go on and make their own decision about what mm -hmm. they, what they, whether they do want to purchase something or spend time with it or not. All right. So, what do you say about? The Roy Hob Orbison hologram concert. That was one of the more ambivalent reviews I've written. Usually, <laughs> usually I can fall on one side or the other, but on one hand, it was creepy and disquieting. <laughs> um, on the other hand, everybody who was there seemed to be entertained by it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to acknowledge both of those things. Yeah. But I, I did in the end say, boy, this is an imperfect technology that, that I'm not so sure is really needed and the kind of teeters on cheapening the legacy of the people it's meant to honor mm -hmm. yeah that's really how i felt about it right now, if it were if it were done a little better i might have had something different to say about it but it just didn't quite feel right do you prefer reviewing something live like that or do you prefer sitting down and analyzing an album all together i like or both music? i can't i can't say there's a preference mm -hmm. i mean obviously it's completely different experiences and of course nothing beats hearing music live in mm -hmm. performance mm -hmm. and you know the experience and the experience of being there with an audience and hearing it that's yeah. that's what it's meant to the recordings are meant to happen so that you can then have a live experience with that music yeah so but but i like doing them both you know and listen you know putting a good a good pair of headphones not earbuds but, <laughs> but headphones on or even listening with room sound mm -hmm. you know it's a great experience yeah and in the live aspect of it you know you get maybe different intricacies or different things happening city to city whereas in album you're all everybody's generally listening to the same thing right you're going to say you know the album is going to be the album mm -hmm. now and forevermore even though you know somebody <laughs> somebody might put out a different version of it later mm -hmm. you know as has happened but uh, but yeah now the live performance is even in the even in the most highly produced and scripted live show there's uh, there's always the possibility that something unique to that night can happen. Yeah. So today, having the students listen to music they haven't heard and then review it or, or talk about it, what are some of the things that you find out of a session like that that students at that age and experience are doing, and you're trying to teach them to do? I mean, I do I do find myself encouraged that there yeah. are still students who can write. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, who, who, I know what you mean. Who have not been so succumbed into the you know Twitterverse mm -hmm. and into the into the text world that they can actually write and the, and that they can analyze uh, this group. And I don't say this every year, but this group did some of the best writing okay. I've ever had. And I've and I know we're you know we're uh, audio not visual here, but I've been coming to MIPA since I had hair. So yeah, you're looking at me. You know how long ago that was. Um, so it was, I, I was encouraged uh, to hear that. And it, it's amusing sometimes to hear them try to contextualize things mm -hmm. into very recent decades. You know, when of course the, uh, right. the context goes back, you know, even much further. Yeah. But, that, but that's a great, but that's a great conversation point with the students as well. And, and a place where I can encourage them, look, you, you need to dig even deeper than you have. Yeah, yeah. you know what happened in the 90s. Yep. But you need to know what happened in the 1890s. Yep. Or you know, or the when we're talking about music, the 50s, the 60s. Mm -hmm. You know, go listen to all those Beatles albums. Yeah. You know, know who the Rolling Stones were, know who Chuck Berry was, uh, all that stuff. So it gets to be a, you know, it gets to be a really good conversation. Right. About that. 
and that was like that was my next question because whether we're talking about music or whether we're talking about movies or anything like that how important is perspective to a review and to be able to give it that compared to just saying I like this song and I right. like that song no perspective and context and context are everything mm -hmm. For an authority, your review needs to be authoritative. Now we're we're well past the day of the old white bearded, bespectacled guys, <laughs> you know, who were the voice of God as mm -hmm. they, you know, you know, puffed their horn rimmed pipe and uh, sat in their uh, in their big overstuffed armchair. You know, those <laughs> days of criticism are gone. You need to write with authority, and that authority comes from a knowledge of history and a knowledge of context, and and real perspective on both that particular artist, the genre. Um, and the and the overall history of the art, whether it's music, movies, theater, or whatever, mm -hmm. and you need to be able, and now you need to be able to fit that all into a cell phone post. Right. So it's a, it's a it's an amazing challenge, and you know there's part of me that hates it, because well because I come from an era of journalism that that valued writing. Yeah. You know, and valued length and valued depth, uh, but it's just as much of a challenge to take three or four paragraphs and say everything you need to. Uh, say it authoritatively and not be boring. Mm -hmm. Like you have Rolling Stone, Peter Travers reviews that are just like yeah. a couple paragraphs. He does it very well. Entertainment Weekly yep. does it very well. They were, you know, People Magazine really started it and then USA Today. Okay. And that was the coming wave. And now we're in the way. I mean, we've been, you know, the wave has passed and now we're in the sea that the wave brought with it. Yeah. And it's a whole different style of writing, a whole different approach. A whole different approach to analysis, and it basically breaks down to say more with less, mm -hmm. which ironically is what some of the best music does. They, yeah. You know, the police's mantra was, uh, you know, make more with less, mm -hmm. and that's so. Uh, you know, you have to do that now with journalism, even criticism and analysis. Yeah. How do you advise a, a student who wants to keep writing music reviews? How do you advise them to gain that context? Is it just as simple as, to, you know, someone needs to go out of their comfort zone and listen to music that they wouldn't ordinarily listen to? Because nowadays, you know, everybody's just kind of stuck in, this is the type of music I like. Although I would argue that today people are listening to a broader range yeah, of music okay. than they do because they're listening to playlists. Mm -hmm. And they're not just buying the new Greta Van Fleet album. True. Or, you know, they're listening to playlists and they're listening to services mm -hmm. that are vested in providing a wide range of music. So I think the range of current listening is actually much broader, but what I tell them to do is you need to read about where these artists came from, mm -hmm. who are their influences, and then go back and listen to those. So for instance, since we're on the Greta Van Fleet yeah. uh, example, obviously a similarity to Led Zeppelin. Great, go back and listen to Led Zeppelin, but then what did Led Zeppelin listen to? And yeah, go back and listen to uh, the Yardbirds and Go back and listen to the Yardbirds and to B.B. King and to Elmore James. Keep and, tracing it back. Right, all the chess record stuff. And what did those guys listen mm -hmm. to? You know, so on and so forth. Um, you know, same thing, uh, Josh Groban. And, you know, go listen to Luciano Pavarotti and uh, Colm Wilkinson and then back to Frank Sinatra. And, you know, they, they all, it all, there is no original, there are original pieces of music, mm -hmm. but there's no original music anymore. So go do do the leg work, dig in and find out where where your music came from. Yeah. Same with movies, same with theater, same with visual art. Do you find is there any stress related to in reviews trying to say something that's 
you know, not already been said a hundred times by all of the other bloggers and other professional music journalists that are out there. You can drive yourself crazy. Doing if you, that? If you try to yeah. do that, you really can. Just like you can drive yourself crazy trying to be the first one out. Yeah. You know, if you're the first, I see when, when, like when Eminem surprise released his last album, mm -hmm. within an hour, there were reviews and no way. Come on, yeah. you know? So you have to divest yourself from worrying about what the rest of the world is doing and just do do your truth, as the cliche goes, but do your piece, mm -hmm. do your article, make it a good one. Do do it your way. Don't don't try to make don't make don't compromise yeah. your criticism for you know, just to be the first or yeah. or to be vastly different. If you've done it right, you've established your name, you've established your brand, you know, to use another right. uh, buzzword, but you, <laughs> you've established yourself as an authority, so don't compromise that by trying to keep up with whatever, what else is going on. It just, you know, yeah. it's just not the right way. Good advice. Um, do you read anybody else even before you are writing something on the same topic? I'm, I'm not, usually not before. Okay. I, I'll, I'll read, if I'm reviewing an album, I might read a, a news piece or an interview okay. that was done before, just again, yeah. to give myself a little context about where it came from. I usually don't read other reviews. Okay. Um, that's just, you know, I want my opinion to be fresh and That's That makes sense. Yeah. I, yeah, I totally understand that. Um, you, you talked about, like, so Eminem, for example, and there's a million reviews out an hour after that album drops um, and that that more people are listening to a wider range of music because there's playlists one of your sessions was about how entertainment writing has evolved um, so in your experience how has it changed from when you started and you know writing and lengthy stuff was good to, to now well like I was saying before the the just the nature of criticism which bleeds over into entertainment journalism mm -hmm. you know you are no longer you can no longer be the same voice of God you once were, you can still be the voice of God, but the voice of God needs to have some muscle behind it now. <laughs> and that comes from reportage, mm -hmm. you know, that comes from research and, and being able to bring that perspective and that content text we've been talking mm -hmm. about uh, to it. That, that's been the biggest change. And then just the change in sheer length, you know, having to write for a cell phone, mm -hmm. you know, but you need to adapt. You need to say, say more with less, but still get your points across and still be entertaining and clever. Mm -hmm. Those are big. Those are big, big changes. You know, especially for somebody who comes from where I came from. You know, from the Watergate era. Yeah. You know, Woodward and Bernstein, and that's what we all wanted to be. And it's a big change now. You can still break stories. You can still offer original insight. You know, and really authoritative criticism. But you mm -hmm. have to do it in a very different way now, and across a bunch of different kinds of platforms. I go to a concert now, and the first thing I do is I'm taking my. 15 to 20 second video mm -hmm. to put out on social media, you know, and, and that's basically just peeing on the tree saying, hi, I'm here. Mm -hmm. You know, this is where I am. It's, there's not a critical facility or to that, right. but it's, but it's something you need to do. Mm -hmm. You wrote a story, uh, a feature about Steve Perry recently. And for all the students who are listening to this, Steve Perry is a fantastic he vocalist. Sings, he sings Don't Stop the Wind. Yes, that, he led a band called Journey back in the day. Um, who I think, you know, a lot of kids these days are coming back to that classic rock too. But That's, that's a function of the whole playlist. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's in front of them. And thank goodness. I can thank my dad for sure. all of that education for sure. Um, how do you prepare for an interview like that? 
Different interviews you prepare differently. Yeah, in the okay. case of specific case of Steve Perry, he's a guy I've known since he joined Journey. Sure. And so I've been interviewing him since 1978. Okay. There wasn't that much I really had to prepare for. <laughs> I had to listen to it. You obviously you listen to the new album. You read a little bit about it. if he's done anything before. Mm-hmm. You read a little bit about it. The record company provides some information with you, but with a guy like that, there's a uh, you know there's a um, Rapport. There's a rapport, and there, there, there's a knowledge now. I'm going to be going home from here today to talk to three bands that I've never heard of before yes. their publicist pitched me on the interview. So I have my, I have CDs in the car for the ride home, <laughs> and you know I have their biographical information, and I'll read that before I get on, and I'll go in with a, with a, a slightly more naive kind of interview. Okay. I, I will be asking much more, many more basic questions. You know, I don't feel like I actually I never feel like I need to prove myself to the subject. Mm-hmm. You know, really. Yeah. But you know, within the case of a Steve Perry, we're not. It's not going to be so. Steve, how did you start singing? <laughs> I, I asked him that forty years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the bands today, so how did you start playing guitar? How did you start singing? When did this all start? You know, you get a lot, a lot more of the nuts and bolts. Yeah. And then from there, and then you keep your antenna up because that's when you hear the, you hear the kernel. Of what could be a good anecdote, yeah, or something like that. You exactly. Know, if a band tells you, you know, we we were going through a hard time making this album, well, press and find out what that hard time is. And even when you find out what the hard time is, you might find out that there's even more to their lives than that. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, you know, so those, so that's how you know you get your you get yourself as familiar as you can in that case, and then just wing it. What is one thing you would tell a student who's writing a story about? some band, um, interviewing a, a band, just, you know, it's their first time. What's something that you want to see in that story? I want to know, you know, you want to kind of know where the motivation, the creative motivation is, what, what drives them, mm-hmm. you know, what makes them, what makes them tick, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and really delve into that. And, you know, that comes from asking about how did you get into music? When did you start playing? What did it feel like the first time? You played your guitar, bass, or drums. Uh, how long did it take you to get good at it? Did you ever think about giving it up? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get get the frustrations, get the very get the very basics. But the most important thing is, like reviewing itself, is listening. Hear what they're saying, and then find another. Don't go in with a list of questions you're going to ask one through ten, one mm-hmm. through twelve. Be ready to be ready to swerve off, and uh, you know you can get back to your prepared list. Yeah. later on but if they say something that sounds interesting then follow, follow that rabbit hole as far as you can mm-hmm. do you have a favorite interview you've ever done I, I have a lot of sure interesting ones the couple i'll share uh, one was with brian wilson okay during his comeback in the 80s he was still under the care of eugene landy who was the psychiatrist who it was later established did him more harm than good and mm-hmm. and in the middle of our interview brian went away not physically but his eyes rolled back in his head and he just went away and i was asking the psychiatrist guys i was like guys this oh don't worry that happens all the time what do you mean it happens (laughs) so because i was taping it i know that exactly two minutes and 14 seconds later his eyes rolled back into his head and he picked up on the exact syllable he was speaking when he left oh my gosh The other was uh, 1986. I flew to New York to talk to Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones about their new album. And in the Kids Don't Try This at Home 
Uh, Keith, it's no secret, Keith is a big drinker. Mm -hmm. In fact, he walks into the interview saying, I've got my bacon and eggs. And this was in the afternoon, so <laughs> his, bre his breakfast was uh, Rebel Yell in one hand and, Black da and Jack Daniels Black in the other. Wow. Don't try to keep up with that guy, mm -hmm. is all I can say. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I remember cringing when I turned the tape on, thinking, oh, how, how did this uh, go? And it wound up, uh, wound up being all right. But, <laughs> so, but you know, there, there have been, there have been thousands, most of them very, very good. Mm -hmm. um, I, I prefer the in-person ones when I can. Oh, most, yeah. most of what I do is on the phone, just for logistics. Uh, nothing, few things beat in-person. You know, when you're able to read somebody, and, absolutely. Uh, and if it's set up in a situation where, like, um, Utopia, the Zoo TV out, outdoor broadcast tour, I went to Hershey for the dress rehearsals and talked to the guys there. So you had a lot going on. You have an and environment a lot, and a lot to draw from. So that's always best. Yeah. But if you can't, just have a really good phone conversation with somebody. Maybe something will happen in the background. I was talking to Barry Manilow once, and he had to excuse himself because one of his beagles was pooping on the rug. And, you know, so you you know be be attentive enough to pick to get those kind yep. of things. What a detail! Many years of experience. Gary will let you get back to work. All right. Thanks very much. Thank you. That's our show. Thanks to Gary Graff for sitting down with me a couple weeks ago. And thanks to my dad for my taste in music. Come back next week for another episode.